100% juiced. When squeezed. How do we react? I'm pumped for this new series. We believe you'll really be challenged as we allow the spirit to work in our lives. Yes, and on another note, did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose? Yes, it's true. Yes, take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you've been hoping for. Let us know that you are out there. Give us a click, a like, whatever it may be, or stop by on a Sunday sometime. We'd love to connect with you. Or join one of our table communities, Echo's small groups. They're a great way to find your people. When you're in, we're in the planning season for our new tables communities and we're wondering what type of group would you like to participate in or what type of group would you like to lead? Please email us with your questions or ideas at heywearetheecho.church. And if you're looking to give to or through Echo today, you can head to our website or text any amount to 84321. We want to thank you for your ge generosity. Enjoy Echo online service. Enjoy. Is 
right now and I just pray over every single person in this room that we can take this moment of reflection as a response to you I pray for this year being a fresh start 
a new beginning, God. I pray right now for every single person in this room to be able to just set them, their lives, their chaos aside right now, God. I pray right now that this be a year of victory, a year of breakthrough, a year of creating. God, you have called us to higher places. And I just pray for every need in this room. I pray for every prayer request, God. And I just pray that you will take our anxiety, that we can cast our cares on you, and you will replace those with joy and hope. God, you are everlasting. You are a father who doesn't give up. And I just thank you for just honestly the gift of a fresh start, the gift of a new year. And I just pray that we can sense your peace today through all circumstances. Thank you for the opportunity to come here, to pray, to give you our stress and our burdens. And we just lift this up in your heavenly name. Amen. a drink in my house that is never really found in my house today. And some of you may have had this growing up. Some of you may have not been so privileged uh, to have this. But does anybody remember Sonny D? <laughs> so I asked Christy, I was like, I got to do this illustration. We're going to start this new series called 100, 100, uh, 100% 100% Juice. And I said, I got to have some Sunny D because I've got really good memories. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, she went to Costco and bought a 30-pack. <laughs> uh, the other funny joke is uh, if you've been around Echo uh, long enough, um, you know that if, if I make fun of Christy, um, then, then there, I mean, it's not really an agreement, but it, it, it has come into somewhat of a reality that every time I bring her up, I've got to buy a new lamp for her. Uh, anyway, I broke one of those lamps last night. So I got to come up with a reason to talk about Christy, you know what I'm saying? So, but I don't have anything, but I'll have to buy a new lamp. Oh, oh Lord, help us in 2022. Uh, but anyway, uh, my, one of my favorite drinks growing up was, was Sunny D. And I think primarily it was, it was one of my favorite because it was the only juice that was going to be found in my house for whatever reason. And, and, uh, and, and again, I, I was thinking about this while I was driving in. Like, like, I think honestly, when I was a child, I thought this was juice. And it probably wasn't towards, you know, it wasn't like until like college or maybe a little beyond, beyond when I started reading the fine, fine print of what's on the Sunny D uh, uh, label here. And, and as I was looking at it today or yesterday, I, I, I noticed that it does have 100%. It says 100% vitamin C. <laughs> but some of those fine details um, are, are interesting. And I just wanted to use this as a visual illustration um, of our faith and, and the difference of 100% vitamin and 100% juice with extra pulp. Can I hear an amen? Okay, okay, I'd, I'd like to just kind of know what our church is made of. How, how many people, how many people are 100% uh, extra pulp kind of people? Okay, how about no pulp? Okay, how about Sunny D in the house? Come on, baby. I see that hand. 
You are a good man. Uh, But if you have your Bibles, would you open up to uh, Matthew uh, chapter 7? Matthew chapter 7. Uh, 100%, 100% juice. Uh, The idea here is just to take the next really month, month and a half, the next uh, anywhere between six to seven weeks and start really diving into the fruits of the spirit. And for those that are taking notes, the the typical scripture that you're, and we we will, we're going to go to it, um, uh, that you hear about the fruits of the spirit or the fruit of the spirit is in Galatians 5. And so if you want to find, uh, you know, or get a tab, if you actually have your Bible and, and kind of put a bookmark there, if you have your, your uh, Bible app, you'll just have to find it later. But uh, and we're going to get to that eventually. But I, what I thought on the twist of the, of the fruit of the spirit is what I would do is I'd start leaning into Jesus's teaching about fruit. And actually, I believe the fruit of the spirit and, and, and really see what Jesus says and then mirror that to what Paul is saying in Galatians. And so what we find here in Matthew chapter 7, verse 15, it says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. So this is Jesus. Jesus is teaching his most iconic message on earth. In fact, we believe that he repeated this message many times in different locations. And we know this as the Sermon on the Mount, but we also believe that this was, this was his driving message to humanity, a part of it. And this is where we are. And so he's looking at his audience and he's saying, hey, here's the deal, man. There are people who, who look like, like sheep. They look like good people. They look like they're doing the right thing. Uh, but inside, man, they're, they're ready to shred something. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they want to have some ribs for dinner. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and then he just goes out and he says, but you will be able to recognize them by their fruits. And then he continues on. He says, are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit. I mean, it's pretty obvious. But the diseased, diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. That's one of those uplifting type of messages that we all love to hear, right? Like, like you're good or you're bad and you're going to burn, baby. Like, I mean, geez, I mean, what a great message. And then he says again, thus you will recognize them by their fruits. Beware of the false prophets. Thus you will recognize them by their fruits. I read this scripture because uh, I want us to, to, to lean into the messaging here. And I want to take steps towards what uh, really where God wants us to go. In which direction? How, how do we go deeper in, with Jesus? And how, how do we allow God to do work in us? But, but one of these issues of coming to church uh, that I've seen, and, and at least I speak from my own experience, when I was young and when I was in college and when I was uh, sitting listening to message, it was so easy to listen to a scripture like that and to think like, oh, I know a few of those false prophets. I know about the other 
that really needs to hear this message. But before we continue on in the fruits of the spirit, or the fruit of spirit, I want you to hear this. Let's not point fingers at the false prophets. Let's begin to point the fingers at us and the condition of our soul or our soil. And, and, and actually, contextually, it works perfect because in, in the beginning of Matthew chapter seven, we find Jesus saying this in verse one, judge not or you will be judged. Look at your neighbor just for fun, point your finger at them and say, judge not or you will be judged. <clears throat> I mean, that's the context in which the fruit of the spirit that Jesus is speaking about and how you will be recognized by your fruit. Uh, it, it's really led in that this whole discussion about fruit and what we are showing the world is really contextually uh, uh, set up by saying, guess what? I've got to begin to deal with the speck in my own eye or at least the log in my own life, uh, eye versus the speck in the other. And you can read that in, in Matthew 7, uh, 1 through 5. In fact, in verse 5, it gets pretty serious. Jesus says, you hypocrite, first take the, uh, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eyes. And so my message today is this, is I would hope that we would begin to perceive, that we would begin to understand, that we would begin to know the condition of our soul, the condition of our soil. There's this Greek word uh, that, that you can see uh, that, that is, is, is labeled as you will recognize their fruit. It's also to really kind of dig into it a little bit. It means to know thoroughly, to find out, to perceive. It's, it has this imagery when I start looking into it as if we would pick up a flashlight and we would go ahead and put a very concise beam upon the areas of our life that needs to be refined or cultivated or shaped. I actually thought about this illustration. You guys might enjoy this. There's a little bit of a, uh, there's a, little bit of a um, confession I have to, to make. And, and, and uh, I'm a little nervous, but I feel like some of you will also need to make that confession as well. When I was growing up, I would go shopping with my mom. And before we bought grapes, we'd always open up the bag and taste one or two grapes to see if the fruit was good. <laughs> Anybody else relate to that in the house? Some of you guys were getting so nervous, like, oh no, the pastor's gonna confess something. <laughs> but I think that's the image of, of, of this, to know thoroughly, to recognize, to find out, to perceive. It carries this illustration of going to the supermarket and tasting a few grapes just to see if the fruit is, is good. Man, I would love to do that with watermelon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how many of you bought a watermelon and you brought it home? I mean, it was like five to 10 pounds. You, you made the effort, you put it onto, the, onto your, your butcher block, you start chopping it up and you take the first bite and you're like, that's going out to the deer. But that's this image that I, that, that I think that God wants to do in us today is he wants to begin to reveal. He wants us to know thoroughly where we're at. And I feel like what we need to know is this. This is the reality. This is what Paul teaches. This is what Jesus teaches. This is what he pushes against. So if, if we're gonna walk away uh, understanding reality of our soul, our human nature, we need to understand this and embrace this for us and not for everybody else that we'd like to point fingers at is that outside we look like sheep, but inwardly we are raging, ravaging 
wolves. And again, that's not really a great uplifting message, but, but I believe that like, we've got to get to a place where, where what is on the outside of the label matches the inside of the content of our heart. And I think a lot of us, we'd like to put 100% juice. Like, yeah, oh yeah, we got the fruit of the spirit. Unfortunately, the inside is, it's rotten. And if we're being honest with ourselves, you know that the human nature as presented uh, in, in Galatians, in, in the book of Galatians written by Paul, uh, it, it, begins, it begins to reveal that we as humankind, uh, spiritually, we like putting that makeup on. We like putting masks on. We like to, to cover up our own issues. I would say it like this, uh, spiritually, we, we're conditioned to put hats on on bad hair days. Like that's, that's kind of what we do. Uh, I think spiritually, here's another illustration. We've got closets full of unfolded clothes when people come over. We just kind of shove things off to the side. And I, I just want to tell you this is outside we may look like sheep, but inward we're, inwardly we are ravaging wolves. And I think this is the year that we need to deal with that. We've got to start addressing our thoughts. We've got to start addressing our motives. We've got to, we, honestly, we've got to address some of the ideas that we have in our own mind. And, and, and really, we just got to start admitting that we're flawed and we need help. We're flawed and we need help. And, and, and as I was thinking about uh, this, the human nature and, and just thinking about, thinking about how I, um, you know, what's in my heart and what's in my mind as, as, as a, a human. I'm a human. I don't know if you know that. Um, yeah, no, I know. It's mind-blowing, mind-blowing. Revelations from Pastor Andy. He's a human. Take that. I mean, please post that on Instagram. Life-changing. Very tweetable. Uh, but as, as, as a human, um, knowing that I'm deeply flawed knowing that, that I'm trying to do as best as I can to be the sheep and to be the creation that God has called me to be, that in the midst of that, there is an old nature that's pushing the other way. Yeah. One of my favorite shows growing up, or actually um, not growing up, but it was, it, was, it was when I was in college and then honestly a, a big part of youth ministry was a show, a show called Survivor. Anybody else like Survivor in the place? I love it. I loved it. I love watching the games. I love to uh, see the interaction between people. And, and as I was thinking about that show and I was thinking about the hum, our human nature, I was thinking that show was a perfect illustration of the depravity of humankind. Because you begin to watch people. And, and in fact, you'd see this in post shows, right? The, like the recap of people that really acted horribly on the island, Right? horribly in the wilderness with other people and they would lie and they would cheat and they would back talk and, and, and they would just do whatever they could do to win in life, but destroy relationships around them. I thought that was like the best illustration that I could bring up to just tell you and show you that we've got some issues. We don't talk about them a lot. We don't talk about our sin nature a lot, but the truth be told, we all are wired. It all comes naturally to throw people under the bus and to try to rise to the top for ourselves. 
And I think Survivor is that perfect picture. And, and, and in fact, I've always thought about like, man, I'd love, if I was going to go on any show whatsoever, I'd love to go on Survivor. I mean, it would just be so fun to be a part of that game and, and be in a competition. But I'd realize that no one would like me after that game. <laughs> because the truth is, is life is not a game. Your workspace, your home, it's all supposed to be invaded by the spirit of God. A lot of us, we like to kind of disconnect and we like to just give excuses of why, you know, like why, why we can kind of fib here, why we can slander someone here, why we can do this or we do that to, to rise to the top. So anyway, today, I just want to really quickly in Galatians 5, uh, where, this, where we read about the fruit of the spirit, contextually, what I want you to understand is Paul begins to address certain things about the old humanity or the old nature of our, our being. And what we find out in there is he, he really presents this idea of, guess what? There are people out there that, that are really good at sinning and, they're, and truly we are sinners, but yet there are others on that flip side, uh, on that spectrum and they've become saints. And he begins to address really, I believe in Galatians, that there's an issue with both. There's an issue with the sin nature and then really the saint's nature of humankind and the old nature uh, of, of, of what we, uh, we are trying to kind of push through as, as followers of Jesus. And, and so he begins to present the depravity of humankind. And you can see that in, in Galatians 5 and, and part of that. But yet he begins to make statements like this, but there are those who consider themselves saints who have this legalistic misinterpretation of what scripture is supposed to be doing. And so I just want to tell you that in old nature, some of us, we can start reading some of those things in that Galatians uh, 5 chapter and we can start feeling really good because we're not dealing with some of those sin natures. And, 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 and yet we can, I just want to remind you that you can flip on that other side and begin to, to, to really handle your spirituality with too much legalism and lose the point in the same way. But what I love about what, what, what Paul does in Galatians is, is he, he, he presents this idea that, that we've got this old nature and this old nature has a way to skew the new nature. And, and, and yet like we're supposed to allow Jesus and the Holy Spirit to do things in our life. And yet we're supposed to have skin in the game as well. That we are actually supposed to do something about it as well. And then verse 13, what I find uh, 513 that I really appreciate, and I think some of us need to hear when it comes to our sin or our, sin, our saint nature, right? Uh, good or bad with both of those. It says this, for you were called to be, you were called to, to be free. You were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for your flesh, but through love serve one another. And so I, I want to say all that to just present this idea that, and again, we'll go into this in the next few weeks, but there is an old nature and we have to deal with it. We have to allow Jesus to begin to do something. But as well as, well as the old nature, we've got to be aware that that old nature can creep up in a whole different light when we start moving the direction that Jesus wants us to head in when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, which are in Galatians 5, verse 22. And I'm gonna read that for you right now. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, 
Can I hear amen for that one, anybody? Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things, there is no law. I wanna throw those, the fruit of the spirit out to you. And I want us to begin to just think and kind of correlate and connect Jesus's message about a good, a good tree producing good fruit. I would like to, to connect the idea of not worrying about the speck in someone's eye and to begin to deal with the log, the branch, and our own lives. And I just want to throw that out, that, that there, is, there, there is a direction in which Jesus wants to lead us in 2022. And, and I believe that the fruit of the Spirit, are gonna, it's going to happen, not because we're going to work harder, and yes, we have a part to play, but because we're going to lean into Jesus that much more. We're going to lean in and we're going to get closer to Jesus. We're going to, we're going to go ahead and, and see some of these fruits be, become more evident in our life because it, they're going to be expressed through a direct relationship with Jesus. And we're also going to open our lives up to the cultivation of the Holy Spirit. The cultivation of the Holy Spirit. And so I got to think, I, I think about my life. I, I think about, um, I want you to think about the, uh, your time spent. I mean, when, where do you spend most of your time? And, and, uh, and I was led, honestly, I really believe just by the Holy Spirit to, to bring up our workspaces of our life. It's one of the spaces, like for the most, most of us, uh, or all of us, we work in some form or fashion. It might be in home. It could be at the. It could be at the hospital, right? It could be. Uh, it could be at the car dealership. It could be wherever you work. It could be building stuff. Uh, you could. You could be working on law enforcement. All that stuff. We all work, and we all have that place that that takes a lot of time. In fact, I was reading a book recently and said this a, a statistic. It says in a given lifetime, the average average American will spend more than one hundred thousand hours at their workspace. And, and I, I bring that up because I think that we've got to view that workspace as a place of cultivation of the Spirit's work in our life. That if there's ever gonna be an area where, where the fruit of the Spirit needs to be evident, it's in that space. And, and I think we, what I wanna present is that we need to be more intentional in that space and our spirituality and what God wants to do in and through us than we have in the past. I think a lot of us, we look at our workspace as like, okay, well, we just go to work and we get things done and, and then we don't really think about God. We don't think about God uh, using us in, in that form or fashion. And, 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 again, and in fact, I, I think it's because the church has done a horrible job at presenting what ministry is and what ministry isn't. But I wanna go ahead and present this idea that your workspace is this place of ministry. And if it's this place of ministry, what if the fruit of your work is actually reflective to the fruits of the spirit that he's placed inside of you. 
And so I just want to tell you this is, you know, work, the workplace can be the space where your spiritual roots deepen in 2022. And if we're going to have a goal in 2022, my goal and my hope is that the spirit uses that space to pull out the God flavors of your work, of your life and God's work within you. Let me help you understand this uh, and give you some maybe handles to the message, right? Uh, something to grab a hold of and walk away is, is in your work, in your creation. In fact, I would go as far as say is whatever you're doing now and in, in your current calling, we need to see something. We need to perceive something differently in order for the Holy Spirit to really, really do, do his work through you. And I want to remind you this, and, and there's a great book that I, that I was reading, and, uh, and I'll post it on my Instagram later uh, or my social media here so you guys can catch up on it uh, if you'd like to. It'd be a great book to read at the beginning of the, the year. Uh, but the author reminds us that we need to see work, all work, as holy. Yeah. You need to start seeing your work and what you do as holy. Man, I can tell you this, I've had some really bad jobs in the past. I remember this one time I was working at a bookmaking factory and I came home for the summer and I asked, I actually asked in my interview, I was like, give me a labor intensive job. Like, Who am I? I can't believe I asked that. I was so dumb. <laughs> so they put me back into this one, uh, this one part of the, the warehouse where they would fold all the papers. And literally for eight hours a day, papers would fly out of this machine and I had to grab like a section of them, turn my body and then put them and bind them for eight hours a day. That's what I did. And I can tell you when I was doing that job, I saw nothing holy. <laughs> all, I, all I thought is, man, I, I know what I'm doing after I get off. I can't wait to get out of here. And actually I was processing through that job. And I remember there was times where they had to change the machine over and they'd have a problem with the fold and it would just take like three, four hours to fine tune. So the fold was perfect. And, and I remember some of those guys that knew and how, how to operate those machines. They, and as a young man, I, I didn't know better. And he would look at me from time to time. He goes, you know what? Pick up a broom, man. That's good. And I'm trying to tell you this. I'm trying to tell you is this. Pick up a broom and rise above the expectation of your workspace. This is an opportunity. This is the space for God to do his best work. I mean, if he's 100,000 hours in a lifetime, I mean, geez, you might as well leverage that space and that time for God to do his best work within you. We've got to begin to see our work as holy. The second thing I wanna tell you is this, we need to begin to work as unto the Lord and as act as an act of worship. And then lastly, in, in a culture where it seems to be really hard to find quality work is we need to start offering high quality work. Dr. King says this, if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, sweet, sweep streets like Michelangelo painted picture. Like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Like Beethoven composed 
music sweep streets so well that the hosts of heavens and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street, street sweeper who swept his job well. I want to tell you today that the fruit of the Spirit is not just a goal. We need to see the Spirit. We need to see, we need to see the fruits of the Spirit as a seed for our soul. Let me say that again. The fruits of the Spirit is not just a goal. We need to see the Spirit, the Spirit's work, the fruit of the Spirit, and what's going on in our life as a seed within our soul, our soul as soil. I want to remind you today that the fruit of the Spirit was never intended to be self-helped. It was always meant to be spirit help. But we have a part to play. And this year, I just want to, I want to throw it out there. Can we begin to imagine a year that we cultivate our soul? We cultivate our life. We cultivate the soil of our existence. And I want to throw it out like this. What if this year we would begin to water our soul? What if we'd begin to be a little bit more open and willing to be pruned? That those branches and, and some of the issues in our life that we would just willingly surrender to Jesus and say, God, if they've got to go, let's take them. And what if we would begin to continue, or we would continue to lean in and say, God, continue to grow what needs to grow? Because here's the deal when squeezed, what comes out? Again, I, I don't really like that message too much because I would like to think that like our life's perfect and things are gonna look really good in the future and things are gonna be fine and, and, and they're really, really comfortable. But the truth be told, in some form, in some fashion, in the future, we're gonna be squeezed. We're gonna be pressed. And, and you know what? This is the moment for the Lord to build you up, to begin to plant the seeds in your soul that when we come into a situation where it's a little harder, the situation seems impossible, what will come out? Jesus, today I, I, I sit here with the church, with your bride, what you gave your life for. And I'm astonished by your love. because you love us as we are. We don't need to do anything to earn that, earn that love. We don't have to pay anything. The gift of life, your love is free. receive that love today. We receive that forgiveness. We, we receive what you want to plant within us today, what you want to grow, what you want to cultivate, God, how you want to prune and, and shape our lives. We receive all that today.
but we say thank you for the free gift that you've provided. Do your work in and through us in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Echo Church, will you stand up? Every week we pray a prayer and it's really a reminder of the simple fact that Jesus gave his all for you and that Jesus wants to work in you, but he won't work in you unless you open up your life. And, and that's what this is all about. It's accept Jesus into your life, into your mind, into your heart, into those workspaces and for him to, to do something in you that you can't do alone. Let's let this be a reminder as we pray. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority, amen. Just for the next few minutes, for all the hardcores that came today, and I just kind of want to unwind. I, I want to disconnect. I want you to forget about what you've got to do for the next uh, few hours or for the rest of the day, getting ready for work tomorrow, potentially. And can we position our hearts and our minds in a place of, of, of receiving from the Holy Spirit today? I've said a lot of things, but the voice that needs to be louder is the work of the Holy Spirit. And I feel like this next few moments as the band leads us in a song is a moment where the Holy Spirit begins to solidify that seed in your heart. Will you open your life to that? Let's do that.
you guys, but I feel a little convicted today. I felt a little challenged, maybe a lot challenged. I stole one of these from Andy. In case you're wondering, Sunny D has like 700 ingredients, but it has 5% juice, 5%. And Andy used the phrase, well, when we get squeezed, what's gonna come out? And I'm afraid that my spiritual life might look a lot more like Sunny D. It might be more like that 5% juice, not that 100% juice. And so I think about 2022 and what steps we wanna take as a family, what steps we wanna take as individuals to be closer to Jesus, just to take whatever that next step is. And what I love about this series is nobody's asking you to become 100% juice tomorrow. But the challenge that Jesus does put out there is that you take the step, that you find something to take one step closer to Jesus. So even though today maybe most of us look like Sunny D, maybe we can be like 10% juice at the end of the year. Right? Or twi- like, I just want you to know, sometimes we think the standard is like this amazing perfection. And I think sometimes what we have to realize is it's just one step. Like, let's just be 1% closer to Jesus tomorrow or this month or this year. Just 1%. And that 1% is worth it. So let's take those steps and maybe drink a little less sunny day. You know, one of the things we do at Echo is we really love to celebrate people. And we want to celebrate those that are here for the very first time today. We celebrate those people. Now, if that's you, if you are here for the very first time, what I want you to do is take this cool card right here. Uh, You have it on your seat. If you don't, my friends back in the back, we have amazing friends at that info table. They are waiting back there to say hi to you. We want to give you a gift card. We want to know your name. We want to encourage you to join this journey with us. We also like to celebrate one other group here at church. We love to celebrate those who said the prayer for the very first time. Let's celebrate those people. We're taking steps forward in 2022. I wish this morning we told you we signed a million-year lease and we're good to go. But we signed a three-month lease, right? That's, that's, hey, sometimes it's the steps. God cares way more about the journey than he does the destination. Let's all pursue that journey together. Echo Church, we love you. Have an amazing week, and we'll see you next week.